Hello everyone and welcome to the Final Whistle podcast from Southampton FC. I'm Kenzie Benali. And I'm Steve Forbes and we're back again for post-match reaction to Southampton's 3-2 defeat to Newcastle. Now joining us for this week's podcast, we have former Saints captain Dean Hammond and former Daily Echo sports writer Adam Leach. Uh, Adam, welcome back. Great to have you here. Now after all the pre-match optimism, things really didn't go well for Saints. Was the damage done in the first half for you? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Kenzie. Yeah, I think first half, Saints just, yeah, so self-inflicted, so felt so needless as well. Very, very frustrating. I think, um, yeah, the second half then, once they, they obviously were playing against nine for a period of time, a lack of intensity as well. Uh, I'm not quite sure exactly what they were attempting to do at times. I think there were going to be some more questions asked here about Saints tactically, um, but this was... A senior team Saints had out uh, of really good players and it just goes to show that they they are struggling at the moment. They're struggling a little bit uh, with the intensity, I think, um, as the season rolls on, uh, struggling a little bit for confidence. Um, we've just loved watching them so much this season uh, for, for so long and it's just it's difficult. I mean, I'm sure all Saints fans are feeling the same, but it's just really difficult to, to take this at the moment because because we know we've seen what these players have got in them and how good they've been, how exciting they've been to watch. And when you see them really labouring against nine men uh, of, a, of a pretty ordinary Newcastle team and struggling so much, it's just very, very frustrating at the moment. Yeah, well, it's five defeats now in the league in a row, Dean. From a player's perspective, uh, what needs to happen to turn this around? Continue to work hard. Um, continue to stick to, to the philosophy. Don't don't change that. Um, but when you're struggling, when you're getting poor results, it's to go back to basics. You, you know, go back to basics. When you start the game right, try and keep a clean sheet, um, create opportunities. Don't try and do anything different. Don't try and do anything special. Try and get back to the, the way the team were playing that, that created so much success at the the beginning of the season. Get back to, to that. Obviously, with players coming back from injury, that's going to really, really help. Um, it's going to take them a couple of games to get up to full speed. Um, so that will, again, that would help. But, you know, train the same, prepare the same, mentally get yourself right um, and just continue on the same thing. But you're getting the basics right. Defend well. Um, when the opportunities come, try and take them. Um, and, and that's the more you do that, um, the better opportunities you've got of winning games and concentrate on that performance. If you get performances right on a consistent basis, you're going to get results. And that's what needs to be done. Yeah, most definitely. Well, before we discuss today's defeat in more detail, here's how the game panned out, courtesy of BBC Radio Solent. Now St Maximum's got him behind Bednarik in the box, squares it, 1-0 Newcastle, and that one will stand, no doubt about it. Joe Willock, who scored against Saints last summer at St Mary's for Arsenal. St Maximum, as they stretch the play from right to left, he's going away from the box, does well. Finds Almiron, who shoots, and it comes off Bednarik, and Newcastle have a second... An own goal by the Polish international. Bertrand now striding towards the box. Low ball to the edge of the penalty. Lovely touch from Minamino. And from a narrow angle, he fires in on his debut for Southampton. A terrific finish by the Japanese international forward. And Saints trying to recover from a bad start, but they've given the ball away from McCarthy's clearance. Bertrand got caught in possession. And Newcastle through Almiron are gifted a third goal. 
right at the end of the first half. This one is fully 28 yards out, left of centre, wall in for Ward-Prowse, hits it right-footed, it's a wonderful, wonderful James Ward-Prowse free kick, right when his team needed the captain to step up. It's quite a long way out as Minamino's fouled, had his shirt tugged, Ward-Prowse thought. It's a second Kendrick. yellow, Adam, for me. Yep, it's gone. Second yellow for Hendrick. Newcastle had just made their third substitution, Dave. So down to nine men, aren't they, Newcastle? In towards the back post. Vestergaard challenged Darlow. The referee hasn't given a foul. And Ings's shot was cleared off the line by Hayden. And that is it. Southampton have lost to nine-man Newcastle. Adam, will come to you first. Newcastle down to nine men. It was a bit of a tough one to take today. Yeah, I mean, really, really disappointing, to be honest, Kenzie. So that's how I feel about it. Pretty, pretty gutted um, with the way that game went. In some ways, almost harder to take than the 9-0 in a strange kind of way. Um, really frustrating. Uh, definitely a combination of things. Some first half, some pretty awful moments defensively from Saints, I would say. Um Second half, uh, the conditions, I don't think, helped it, Saints, but also a lack of intensity, it felt like, out there. I'm not I'm not quite sure why. I really expected that Saints were going to have a massive response today and we were going to see um, a really positive, upbeat performance. But after the kind of self-inflicted problems of the, of the first half, and in particular the, the third goal, which really took the wind out of their sails, they never really got going and and also you've got to give Newcastle a little bit of credit as well, I feel. I mean, they were super disciplined, determined um, when they were down to 10 and then down to 9. Um, maybe a little bit of a lesson there for Southampton after what happened on against Manchester United as well. Um, so, yeah, just a, a really disappointing day, I think. And, and just it feels horribly like the that early season form and, and all the things that got us so excited have just slipped away and they've just ebbed away in five league defeats in a row now. Um, and a, a Newcastle team who haven't been great this season, now only four points difference between them and Southampton, which doesn't feel like that's a reflection of the season, but that's where we are right now. So yeah, a, a bit of a down day I feel today. Yeah, it is disappointing. Dean, you know, we were feeling so optimistic, weren't we, prior to kick-off? But, um, yeah, as Adam said, we just didn't seem to really get going today. No, and I th it is a lot of uh, frustration, I think. I think there was just a little bit of lack of conviction, which we spoke beforehand. I think that was... I thought there would be a lot of that. I think maybe I thought that would be over the top. They'd be too eager, too enthusiastic, and started quite nicely, neat and tidy. Um, but forced errors, um, kind of unprofessional errors as well um, in the first half. Um, and then got back into the game at 2-1, thinking, OK, let's get in at 2-1, uh, reorganise, readjust. Um, and then to concede that goal before half-time was, was very, very difficult to take. And then again, you know, started the second half really slow. You know, Shelby should have scored, really, when he ran off the back of Redmond. And that was an opportunity missed for Newcastle. And then a couple of minutes of madness where, where James Ward-Prowse scored an unbelievable free kick and then Hendrick getting sent off. And then, like Adam said, just didn't quite move the ball quick enough from side to side. I know the pitch would have played a part in that, but maybe just moving the ball for the sake of it, one-two touch, getting it across the pitch. And then 
opportunities across the ball hit the first man a lot of the time and then it cleared the ball and lost a bit of momentum but still had opportunities but I think just that lack of conviction in both boxes really cost Southampton the game today. Yeah, well, let's get the goals we conceded out of the way, uh, shall we? Dean, I'll stick with you for this one. Did you feel there was maybe question marks over some of the positioning from Southampton in a defensive aspect? I think so. I think they were unforced errors, really. Uh, I think the players involved will be disappointed. Um, I think the first one in Bednarak, he's gone to win the ball. He's read the pass. And I think if you commit to winning the ball and you don't win the ball you take the man, the man doesn't get past you, he gets past him and then a midfield runner doesn't track Willett who scores a goal. So, you know, two errors there. The second one, you know, Bednarat again, an own goal, he just gets his feet planted. You know, when the ball comes across there, you just need a good connection, you need to concentrate and just connect with the ball to clear it. I think he just gets his feet planted and mixed up and, you know, that's poor defending really uh, for a player of his standard. Um, and then the third goal, I think it's just a little bit lack of concentration from McCarthy, being aware of the situation, being aware of the timing, because even if Southampton had played out, there wasn't time to get a counter-attack or score. So just get, just clear the ball, get it away from danger. Um, I think Ryan potentially was a little bit weak in his challenge, should have been again aware that he tried to play it around the corner, should have just gone full committed in the tackle. And it's just that little bit of... Um, experience to be aware that okay we've got ourselves back in the game at 2-1 um let's go into half time in this situation and not concede again so yeah really really poor end to the first half when I thought actually Southampton were in the ascendancy then yeah Adam Dean just said it all there really it was a really poor end to the first half and that third goal really seemed to be the hammer blow what was your assessment of Southampton's defending in key moments today yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree with everything Dean said. It was it was substandard. It was not good enough um, for for the quality of the team they are and the quality of players they've got. The way they played this season, uh, I think all the goals were were poor. I don't think Newcastle really, I felt like, earned any of the goals through through blistering play or moments that you say, okay, that's they were just too good for you there. Fair enough. Somebody's done something magical. Saints could and probably should have, have have stopped all of them. And the third one, um, I mean, at 2-1, you just felt like Saints were going to come out in the second half at 2-1 and it would be a very different game. They got themselves back in it. And, but at 3-1, um, even before we knew what was going to ensue with Newcastle losing players uh, in, the, in the second half, it, you've got a mountain to climb. They've got something to cling on to then. And, and you, it's a hard, it's a long road back then when you're giving them something to, to hold on to, because the one thing you know about Newcastle this season is the criticism of them has been that they've got their points through playing a very kind of uh, defensive way, very organised, fairly dull. It's not what the Newcastle fans want with, to see, which is why there's been rumblings of discontent, but it's what Steve Bruce has needed to do to get points on the board for them this season. So you know they're going to be disciplined. If you give them a two-goal advantage, it's going to be hard and it proved impossible for Saints to get back despite everything and the the third goal summed it up it was just it was just a shambles wasn't it really I mean McCarthy I don't know really what he's thinking at that point in in the half of just trying to play it like that and then yeah you expect Ryan to probably I mean he's in a difficult position but you expect him to just react a bit better as two of Saints's 
most uh, senior players, very experienced to very, very high quality players as well. And you just don't expect those kind of moments. And, and Saints, sadly, are producing them. And I don't just point the finger at those guys in the defence. We look at the defensive mistakes, but Dean said at the start, completely correct. I mean, you could go, you could talk to the same all through the pitch today and you could point the finger at, at various different departments. The defenders come more under scrutiny. I guess, but actually, you know what? I don't think the forwards played very well. The midfield wasn't great. Um, it was it was just poor all over, and the goal kind of summed it up really. And it, it was just too big a mountain for Saints to climb. Mm, well, let's move on to a more positive note. Uh, there was a great goal from Takumi Minamino. Uh, Dean, how did you rate his debut today? And do you think we're going to see Mina more goals from him this season? <laughs> I, I think you'll definitely see more goals from him. Um, I think he did okay. I think um, the pitch hindered him second half because the ball didn't quite move um, as quick as he would have liked. Um, but he was neat and tidy. Um, his awareness was very, very good. Um, use of both feet. Um, very, very intelligent in his movement. I think first half when Nathan Redmond tried to slide him in with the outside of his right foot, he made a really good run across the box. So his movement's intelligent. Um, and obviously for the goal, um, again, his position, he was kind of playing in that number 10 role, that nine role, moved across unaware. And his first touch is, is fantastic into the box. And then a great strike at the near post with, with his weaker foot, his left foot. So, um, no, he did he did OK. And you can see there's definitely signs of him being a class player, a class act. And I think he'll be really, really effective. Um, second half, I think, towards the end, he ran out of a little bit of steam, um, couldn't quite get them the ball into the pocket because it was very, very congested and crowded in the middle, um, but did okay for his debut and obviously given his confidence a, a world of good with, with scoring a, an excellent goal on his debut. Yeah, it really was a terrific strike and it seemed to just come from nowhere, Adam, and he certainly did well to engineer that chance as well. Yeah, superb. Like Dean said, I mean, positionally it was great and then the first touch was was fantastic. I mean, that first touch with his right foot to 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 be able to burst into the area and then have the space to hit the ball. I mean, that was kind of what set the goal up. Obviously it was a absolute thunderbolt of a, of a strike to finish. And Darlow just, just, but he barely saw it. It was past him so quick, but the first touch really, the intelligence to get in that pocket in the first place. Uh, and then that first touch really set that up. And it was a, I mean, there were, I'm not going to say there were no positives today. And I think his performance as well as his goal, uh, was one of them on his debut. He really slotted in Minamino so well. Um, looked like he'd been playing with, with the team for quite some time. And yeah, he probably tired a little bit around the intensity uh, of, of the game. Obviously, he hasn't been playing regularly week in, week out for Liverpool, obviously. So it's going to take him a little bit of time, but a really encouraging start for him. So the, that was probably the biggest positive to come come out of it for Saints. Yeah, definitely. Well, Saints did reduce the deficit with a superb free kick from James Ward-Prowse. Dean, just how sexy was that? <laughs> I might have to say that again. <laughs> I'm going to stop it doing it now. I feel like I've, I feel like I've overdone it. <laughs> uh, it was a fantastic free kick. It really was. I think that's his, his best yet from the distance um, and from the accuracy. And it's just been right in the, in, in the corner. Um, a great strike, um, power, uh, precision. Um, I think it was it was one of his best, um, and he's just superb of it. I, I, we've mentioned it before. I don't think there's anyone better in the Premier League, um, you know. And credit to, to to James, he practices a lot. And when he gets him opportunities, you're almost 
you're almost willing for them opportunities. When the players get fouled around the box, you almost want them to get fouled because he gets a free shot of goal and he, he's so good at it. Um, but yeah, a great strike. And the timing of it after, um, you know, Shelby had missed that chance, I thought, okay, great opportunity now, free two to really get back into this game. Um, but it just didn't quite uh, work out like that. But a great strike, really, really was. Yeah, it really was fantastic, wasn't it? Uh, Dean, I'll stick with you then. Hendricks was obviously shown red after Prousey reminded the referee he had already been booked. Was that the right decision for you? And how do you think that then went on to impact the game? I think it was definitely the right decision. I think it was really, really um, foolish of Hendrick. He's aware he's obviously on a yellow card and then to to pull a player back like that. In, in, in the modern game, if you pull any shirts, you're going to get booked. So, you know, silly decision by him. Um, and in, impact the game, I think it did, if, if I'm honest, um, in terms of, you know, Newcastle went down to 10 men, but it, they were three to up and it just made, they, they sat really, really deep. I think they went five, four, no, uh, zero, anyone up front when they were with 10 men. Um, and it just made it very, very difficult to, to break them down. So, the decision did impact the game and probably worked out in favour of Newcastle. Even at the time, they would have been thinking, OK, this is um, completely changed now. We've just conceded and now we're down to 10 men. This could be a, a difficult um, second half. But yeah, it just encouraged Newcastle to sit deeper and deeper and just defend more. And then when they went down to nine men, obviously they were just, you know, two banks of four um, just to clear every ball, defend well, no attacking um purpose at all so yeah I think it did change the game a little bit yeah Adam it was a bit of kitchen sink stuff at the end there but not to be just how frustrating is it to leave today with with no points yeah incredibly frustrating and that period at the end of the game was without doubt the last 15 minutes or so when Newcastle were were playing with nine was the most frustrating part I mean you just just felt like uh, the, the, they were there for the taking. Into I mean, Newcastle defended resolutely, um, and they deserve credit for that. They were they showed a lot of character for Steve Bruce today, and credit to them for that. But Saints, you just that, that lack of intensity there, uh, you know, lack of ideas, lack of creativity. You know, not moving the ball quick enough. Not you know when they got the ball in wide areas. When they did, the crossing was just awful most of the time. Really, really poor. Also, to be completely honest, I'm not entirely sure why we didn't see more changes because it wasn't working. They had Gineppo. Uh, Ralph also had uh, Teller, I think, on the bench as well. And you, I kind of felt like he might shake it up uh, a little bit more than he did. Um, and in the end, I think by the time, kind of, uh, I know they're a bit unlucky with, with the one that hit the post. But to be honest with you, actually, Newcastle saw out a long period with nine men fairly easily at times they they had to defend hard but the, you know saints were not you know making darlow make world-class saves left right and center and that was that for me that was the really uh disappointing part but i think yeah i mean what i said before the game i felt like this was a big one for them this and the wolves game because i kind of felt like if you're gonna really challenge for something really meaningful and bearing in mind where saints were just a few a few weeks ago uh, we were thinking, you know, seventh, eighth, maybe. That's really looking a big stretch now. There's still plenty of games to go, but they really need to turn things around to, to get that kind of finish now. So then you're feeling like, OK, maybe it's going to be mid-table again. Bit of a shame after the start they've had. So then you've got the cup game now. And really, 
the season almost rests on that cup game because that's really where they've got an opportunity to still do something meaningful. And I think the, the, the disappointment is that after such a great start to the season, it would be really sad if this season just ends in kind of a, a mid-table finish because it felt like there's been so much more and it feels like Saints are so much better than that. Um, but at the moment, like five league defeats in a row, the form doesn't suggest they're better than that. So, yeah, just just very disappointing and, uh, yeah, pretty pretty gutted about this one, I feel. Well, let's hear from Ralph Hasenhutl now. Here's what the Saints boss had to say after the game. Yeah, if you concede uh, the goal so easily, and this is what, what is the moment of problem, that we have uh, every chance as a goal, and this is not possible in the Premier League. We must find quick the way back to a better defending. When you don't do this, then it's tough to win games. Uh, and uh, in the second half, after being one man more, we had a few good moments. Uh, but I, I must say, after the second uh, red, oh, after the being one or two men up, uh, it was not good what we did. Uh, we didn't even create chances. Uh, I mean, yes, a few, a few chaotic situations in the box. It was everything, but this was not enough. Uh, we can, we can do it much better. We can deliver the balls better. We have a lot of players in the box. They defended well, and we didn't do it well. How deflating was it right on half-time to concede that third goal to them, and especially, obviously, the manner? Yeah, but we, we scored a 3-2 after the half-time, but it's clear when you, when you concede so easy the goals, then it's always tough to come back. Yeah? And uh, it's, 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 it's really disappointing that we, that we uh, yeah, don't take points in a moment. Yeah? It's, 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 uh, we, find, we have to find back as quick as possible to the way that uh, playing what makes us strong. Wolves in the cup next. Dean, what's your early thoughts on that one? Well, it's an exciting one. You know, the, the, the cup competition has been really good for Southampton this season. There's been some, some good performances, um, especially the last one against Arsenal. Um, tough fixture away from home from against Wolves, who have picked up a little bit. Um, but a fixture I think Southampton will look to obviously win. It's a distraction from the league. Um, it's an opportunity again for the players that have come back today to, to get some more minutes under their belt. Um, and to get that win, you know, we scored two goals today, which is a positive after not scoring for a while. So that's a good thing. Let's take that into um, the next game. There was opportunities created today. Um, there could have been more potentially, obviously, against 10 and 9 men. Um, but playing Wolves in the FA Cup, you know, that's a an isolated game. To so go into that game, try and win the game, um, put a performance on again, concentrate on a performance. Work off again, I suggested they might do today, is get a clean sheet, you know, work off a clean sheet and, and keep creating opportunities and I'm sure they can get a positive result. Adam, a good cup run could perhaps soften the blow of a slight dip in form in the league. How important is Thursday for the Saints? I mean, I've said all along, I, you know, I feel like for Saints, a cup this year is a really realistic ambition. They're a good enough team to be any uh, other side on their day. Wolves, yeah, it's a tr it's a tricky enough draw, especially on the form that Saints are in. But they're more than capable of beating Wolves. They're just going to have to do a lot better, and they're going to have to pick themselves up. And I think that really there needs to be a few players looking themselves in the mirror and realizing that this is the this is a really really big game now. Saints, they aren't finishing in the top six now. It's just not going to happen. They're not going to get relegated either. They're they're going to be somewhere in the in the middle of all that. So. The cup now is really the thing they've got to play for this season. They've got to really, really try and turn this around. I know it's easier said than done. I think some of what we saw today was, uh, you know, a, a display of 
a team that are lacking a bit of confidence and a little bit of belief. I don't think they're lacking motivation. I think that's unfair. I think they're just struggling and it's hard to get out of that rut sometimes once you get in it. Um, but this is a big, big game because there's a big opportunity, I still feel, for Saints in Cup comp- in the FA Cup this year. Uh, and they've got to really, really try and make make this one count uh, because this is really important. The, the kind of... The, if there is to be something really great to come out of this season, it probably rests on the FA Cup for them now. So they've really got to try and get themselves up for this one and get a win. Right, that's it for today's podcast. Thanks to our guests, Dean Hammond and Adam Leach. We'll be back on Thursday for the FA Cup clash at Wolves. We'll see you then.